Well, the Mariners are not dead just yet, but a fourth consecutive heartbreaking loss has basically left them with no room for error at this point. Talk about that, and then we'll be joined by Mariners pitcher Penn Murphy to discuss his latest venture for a great cause coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Tuesday, September 26, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. On the show today, we'll discuss last night's 5-1 to loss to the Houston Astros and talk about what this means for the Mariners with six games to go before the end of the regular season. Then we'll have a quick sit-down with Mariners reliever Penn Murphy to check in on the progress of his injury rehab and talk about his charity auction. He's currently running with Children's Home Society of Washington, uh, but first, Colby, we unfortunately got to get into last night's game between the Astros and the Mariners. Uh, you can catch game two of this series, by the way, on the Mariners hometown broadcast of SiriusXM via the SXM app. But yes, we need to talk about game one of this series. I'm sorry, folks. We just we have to do it. It's our jobs. We got to talk about it. Uh, so rough night for Luis Castillo on the bump. Rough night for the offense against Justin Verlander. It was just. Bad night across the board for the Mariners. No silver linings, really. Um, and we're in do or die time now. And we'll talk about, you know, if the Mariners are actually dead now, all that good stuff and a, a little bit later on in the show. But uh, Colby, where do you want to start with last night's game? I'd rather not <laughs> yeah. start anywhere with it. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just a abject failure across the board. Uh, offense was non-existent. Um, Verlander, you know, not the guy that we saw even two years ago, fastballs, 93, 94, uh, he was hanging curveballs and the slider was pretty good last night, but, um, he was not his stuff and his command was not good enough that he should have been able to pitch into the ninth, uh, with only really one serious threat. Uh, the Mariners let him off the hook. He, he, you know, he was good. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, and you probably weren't going to score five a lot or six off of him like you would need to to win this game but um there were certainly you know pitches to hit and there were certainly um opportunities to score you know three four runs give yourself a good shot and they just they didn't uh so the offense was putrid pretty much up and down the board very few players had you know even a good at bat or two um so that was disappointing but i I think you know castillo is probably the big story here um he was not good and we we talked about yesterday how you kind of need that, you know, Toronto playoff version of of uh, Luis Castillo uh, to show up here in the most important game of the year, and he did not. There were glimpses of it. He had, you know, three or four innings where he looked like that guy, and he was ninety nine, and he was on the corners on the inside part with the two seamer, and he was getting bad chases with the slider, and like you're like, wow, this this is like this is the guy that we're paying one hundred thirty million dollars to, and then the other innings, it was everything's in the middle of the plate. It's, it's belt high or it, it's, it's right down the pipe, you know, aside from the, the Jordan home run, um, pretty much every single, uh, hit that Castillo gave up was a pitch right down the middle, 
of the plate. And, and you can't do that against these guys. So uh, Castillo wasn't good enough. Uh, the offense was, was putrid and, and looked, I mean, we know they're not, but they looked completely disinterested in playing in that game. Uh, that's how ugly the swings were. That's how bad the game plan was. Um, just abject failure across the board. And, and, you know, this team is on life support right now in terms of the, the playoff race. And it's, it's hard to watch. It really is hard to watch. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anybody's blaming anybody for, uh, checking out, uh, early from this game or, or like, you know, not watching tonight's game. Maybe just give yourself that mental break because this team is playing really bad baseball right now. And, you know, they started the month with everything they could have ever hoped to accomplish this year, right in front of them. And it's not like any of the teams just, you know, blew, blew by you. You gave it to them. You gave away three playoff spots in this month. And, and last night is a pretty good indicator of why offense toothless, a lot of bad swings, a lot of bad approaches, a lot of bad game plans, bad execution. And your starting pitching, which is what your team is built on, was bad again. So, you know, for Castillo, it's been a couple of weeks. I, I know he had some nice box scores um, in his last few starts, but you watch those games. He was in the middle of the plate. He was getting away with a lot of stuff that he otherwise wouldn't against a good lineup. And Houston proved that last night. So, yeah, you know, this team is, is coming apart at the seams. And when you're a team that's built on pitching and your pitching goes to, you know, goes to nothing for an entire month, you're probably screwed. And that's what's happening right now. The offense, again, while inconsistent, has basically been good enough. They were good enough in Texas this weekend, the offense, to win two of those games. And the pitching wasn't. The pitching gave you no shot. So, yeah, right now the pitching is is devastating because you just don't have the offense that's going to score six, seven runs a night um, to make up for bad starting pitching. And that's what the Mariners have gotten this month, and that's what they got last night from Castillo. And, again, it's frustrating because there were legitimate three innings, maybe four, where Castillo looked like the best we've ever seen him. And, yeah. unfortunately, the other two innings, he was you know a double-A call-up. That's what he looked like. So. Yeah, uh, really tough to watch, uh, really tough to feel excited about tonight's game, um, even though technically, you know, they they still control their own destiny, as weird as that is to say. But um, yeah, last night was a disaster from start to finish. Yeah, on the pitching front in particular, I mean, you know, part of it is obviously you're relying heavily on two rookies who are stretched well beyond their their career highs and in innings, but it's also your horses. Luis Castillo, I know you've won, you know, before last night, you won his last 10 starts, but if you've been paying attention. He has had some ugly starts in there where he's kind of gotten away with it. And I have voiced my concern off of that um, after what his last start in Oakland or maybe his start uh, in Tampa. I forget which one, but, you know, I asked the question, like, how is he going to be able to survive against the, the Rangers and the Astros of the world pitching like that? And unfortunately, we saw that come to fruition last night. You know, the hope was that you would get playoff Luis Castillo, that eventually he would work some things out. You know, his his slider has been a bit of an issue as of late. It's mostly been fastball heavy. And I mean, the fastball looked great last night, especially to open up the game. And even after he gave up that double to Jordan, he was able to work out of that inning scoreless. And I felt pretty good about it. His stuff looked good. His command, for the most part, was pretty good in that inning. Like, I felt like we were actually going to get that kind of elite start out of Castillo, but then you know you get to the second inning, and then Julio, uh, you know, the ball kicks off of Julio's glove. Abreu ends up going to third to lead off the inning. Castillo gets the next two guys out, and it's like, okay, 
and then he gets Dubon to a two-strike count, but then he loses him, and Dubon's able to park that ball in front of Julio, and you know, while that was incredibly disappointing, I, I still would have felt pretty good if he was able to get out of that just you know with one run allowed, but to give up two more runs after that, after being a strike away from a scoreless inning, I mean, that, that really killed the vibes in that building. And then you get your best opportunity of the night in the fourth inning offensively against Verlander with bases loaded, one out. I know, I know, it's the Mariners. We should expect them that, you know, bases loaded. That's where the other team has them, you know, right where they want them all, blah, 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 whatever. But you have the top of the order do up. You have Julio up to bat with one out, bases loaded. You have to convert in those situations. And Julio ends up grounding into a soft double play. Um, Julio's five for his last 32. That's, that's not the reason that you're struggling right now. It's not the reason for all these losses and all the frustration and all that, but it's a big contribution to it. You know, I think the biggest factor here is obviously the pitching. It's Castillo. It's, it's Kirby not pitching up to their standards. It's, you know, Miller and, and Wu just looking utterly gassed. Um, the bullpen struggling, but Julio, the way that your roster and your lineup is constructed, and I said this during the first half when he was not really hitting to the standard that we we hold him to, that he has to be the guy. And right now, he's just not being that guy. And especially during this stretch, you need Julio to be a star. You need him to to carry things because back half of your lineup, you have no idea what you're going to get most nights. Um, and even with your top four, there's a your top four hitters. There's a lot of variance there. I mean, I think you feel pretty good about JP, but you you don't know what you're going to get out of Cal. You don't know what you're going to get out of Teo. And Gino and Ty France are in really dark places right now. Uh, so a lot, unfortunately, you know whether it's fair or not, falls on the shoulders of Julio, and he's just not coming through right now. Um, so you know all of those things combined. Uh, creates the result that we're seeing now uh and so that's going to create a, a lot of interesting dis- uh, discussion as we go into the offseason whether that starts on monday or you know hopefully after a, a playoff run um but uh you know and we won't bore you with that because we'll have a whole lot of time to reflect on the season and what's gone wrong here but i'll just leave you on this um and look again they're not dead yet so we're not going to jump to any conclusions here there's definitely a a path here for them to get back into the postseason but right now what we're seeing and how things look like they're going to ultimately end here um this isn't as simple as pointing the finger at one particular entity this is a failure across the board it's it's the players it's service it's depoto and hollander it's john stanton everyone's at fault here everyone's at fault and again we'll we'll dive into all of that over the course of the off season but folks that are or, you know fans that are saying fire service and all that stuff it's just that's an oversimplification of what the issue is here and that's not going to fix the problem ultimately and we'll we'll dive into the reasons that is you know on a future show and future shows uh but yeah that's just kind of my general thoughts coming out of this right now um it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking man it's hard to watch i'm having a hard time watching it um you know i tuned out uh last night uh after after it went three nothing then i tuned back in for the bases loaded and when i saw julio grind into the double play i decided nope i can't do this i can't do this anymore uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna watch football uh yeah i'm gonna watch tonight obviously but 
um it's hard to watch them you know slowly die like they are right now uh and hopefully they're able to get it together here because uh you know as as wild as it is to say there is still time for them to turn around but they have to win tonight so we're going to talk about that in just a moment but first a reminder this episode of the locked on mares podcast is brought to you by linkedin are you struggling to close deals cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data your organization can overcome these challenges however with technology that translates comprehensive high quality buyer data into real-time insights These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales, and we built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get started. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Astros game two of the series tonight on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And uh, I was reading through the comments of yesterday's episode and I saw, I believe, uh, someone named Bert. Maybe it was Brett. Bert or Brett. Sorry if I got your name wrong. Uh, say, I'm superstitious. Ever since Ty took the hat off, we haven't won. So you know what? I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. So I'm, I'm, putting, the, I'm putting the hat back on for today, and we'll just see if, if it works. We'll just, we'll just see. Uh, Colby, do you think it's going to work? Do you think the Mariners are going to win tonight? Is there any reason to think the Mariners are going to win tonight? Sure, but it's not because of a hat. Um, it might be. I would tell. I would tell Bert or Brett to grow up. Um, there, there's no such thing as curses. Right. Um, and I stopped believing witchcraft when I was, you know, able to put together a thought or two. But you know, whatever. Um, to each their own. Um, yeah, there, uh, there's reason to think they could win. I mean, in theory, they have the pitching advantage tonight, but mm-hmm. we know how much that's been worth this year. So. Uh, especially with George Kirby recently. So yeah, Javier is going to throw a ton of breaking balls. Why would he throw anything else? The Mariners haven't been able to touch sliders or curveballs uh, recently. Um, and that is kind of what Javier is good at. So I, I would imagine he'll, we'll see a ton of those and the, their ability to, you know, score runs tonight is going to be based off of how they handle the breaking, the breaking balls. So uh, it's, it's possible Kirby's had Kirby has really good numbers against Houston in his career. He's not pitching that well right now, but you know, it only takes one start to turn things around. Yep. Um, so yeah, there, there's a shot, you know, their backs are against the wall. They, they are fighting for their lives. Um, so there's definitely a shot that, that they can win tonight's game. Um, it was kind of the one that we looked at and thought like, yeah, they, they definitely have like a, a pretty sizable pitching advantage in theory. Um, but, Again, that hasn't been worth much. So, yeah, they they have a shot to win tonight, and they they absolutely have to. So it's it'll be interesting to see how they come out. Do they press? Do they do they get outside of themselves? Do they chase more than they usually do? Do they, you know, or is Kirby overthrowing and therefore his command is off a little bit because there's a lot of stress. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stress in these games, and and uh, you know, especially when you're the team that was the front runner who has now been passed by everybody like you're you're desperate so 
uh, we'll see how they handle all that tonight. Obviously they were that team last night too, and <laughs> they didn't handle it well. So, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see if they can bounce back, but yeah, they, they have a shot to win tonight. Javier is the guy that you can get. Um, but you know, it, it's, you saw the game plan that Houston's gonna, you know, deploy against this lineup. They're going to throw a ton of curveballs and sliders and dare the Mariners to hit them. And so far the Mariners have been unable to do that, um, you know, for most of this year. So we'll see if they can yep. tonight. And, and obviously it comes down to does do we get, you know, Baltimore, George Kirby, do we get 2022 playoff George Kirby, or do we get August, to you know august 15th or whatever august 16th through september 20th george kirby which kirby are we going to get uh that'll dictate a lot of you know what the mariners have to do and you know i guess the good news is is that your high leverage arms are all good to go they're well rested and and you can uh kind of go from there but yeah uh the basically their season tonight will be determined whether or not they can uh yeah. do damage on breaking balls or, or lay off of them and get to the fastball when they do get it. So yeah. uh, we'll see, but uh, they, they certainly can win. It's just hard to feel like they're going to based off of, you know, the last 30 games or so. Yeah. So if you win tonight and tomorrow, you're in a playoff spot heading into the, mm-hmm. into the Rangers series. So that's yep. the good news. That's the, that's the best outcome here. Um, the thing is you're going to have to rely on Bryce Miller tomorrow. So that's I'm pretty that. sure it's Gilbert tomorrow. Is it Gilbert tomorrow? They... I think it's Gilbert versus Framber tomorrow. Oh, did they move it around? They moved it around. Okay. So yeah. Um, if you win the next two games, you're in a playoff spot. You're still going to have to take care of business at least a little bit against Texas uh, or get some help from Arizona. If you lose tonight and or tomorrow, you're going to need to have a good series against Texas and you're going to need some help from Arizona as well. So, uh, it like mathematically it wouldn't be over. Right. But I I think, you know, I think we can all come to our own conclusions on that front. So we'll see how it goes. You, you have to win tonight. Tonight's a very big game. Scott Mm -hmm. service even said as much last night in his, uh, in his post game presser, um, real quick on that. A lot is being made about no one asking him questions after uh after he made his opening statement and his presser is there do you, is there any takeaway from that no i didn't even know that that happened so that yeah. shows you how little concern i have um i will say right now the the mlb app is showing that it's miller i thought it was gilbert so i'm not quite sure what's going on there mm-hmm. um but yeah if you win the next two then you're going into the weekend set at the very least in playoff position, because even if you lose on Thursday against the Rangers, you are still tied with Houston and you still have the tiebreaker over them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can do that, then you go into the weekend and all you have to do is win the same number of games as Houston, which means if Houston gets swept by Arizona, you're in no matter what, if you win the next two, if Houston wins one out of three, you just have to win one out of three uh, against Texas to get in. So yeah. Um, yeah, you're very much alive. And, and if you win the next two, you're very much in the driver's seat of, of getting into the playoffs. But again, you have to win the next two. If you lose the next two, your season's over. Cause at that point you have to sweep Texas and Houston has to get swept. That's your only shot. Yeah. Um, if you win one of the next two, then Thursday becomes really critical because then you can knock that down to a game and then you have to get, you know, whatever, 
you have to win one more game than Houston that weekend. So if Houston wins two out of three, you got to win three. So really what it comes down to is you have to win tonight. You have to win tomorrow or your season is 99% over. Mm. So yeah, it's critically important and, uh, a lot of pressure on one game, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the position you put yourselves in, uh, them being the Mariners themselves. So, um, it's tough to feel too bad for the players when the reason that they're in this position themselves is because of them, like it's their fault. So, uh, step up or, or shut up is pretty much where we've gotten to. And, and it's, you know, you're one bad inning away from shut up time and, uh, that that's going to be hard. Uh, hard pill to swallow, but it's looking more and more like the reality every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, let's switch gears here. Let's, uh, let's talk to Penn Murphy. Who's got some cool stuff going on, but first a reminder, this episode of the locked on mayors podcast is brought to you by Jace medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution for that. Just fill out our online form and one of our board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they will send your prescriptions to one of our partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Joining us now is one of the key members of the Mariners' incredible 2022 bullpen and has been sorely missed this year as he works his way back from injury. It's Penn Murphy, everyone. Welcome to the show, Penn. How's it going? Doing great, Todd. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate you uh, coming on here. Uh, Penn, you're, you're with us today because you're collaborating with Children's Home Society of Washington, which I know is a very important cause to you. Uh, you're doing an auction that is running right now until this Friday, September 29th. Uh, so tell us a bit more about that and why you chose to work with CHSW. Yeah, so I've just I've had a soft spot in my heart a long time for uh, foster children and children in need. And, um, you know, I've, I've had it on my heart for a while trying to get involved. And I think this year uh, finally had some momentum and the help of my agency. And we we were able to make that partnership and um I wanted to do an auction. I originally had some thought to get music involved. I'm a huge guitar player. I love music. And, you know, Seattle's got quite the music background with, you know, Pearl Jam, Jimi Hendrix, Soundgarden, a lot of music culture there. And um, I kind of wanted to meld the two. And this year, um, being the first the first run at it, we're going to try and incorporate the music later on. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a first-time partnership with them. Hopefully we can keep that running and make it a yearly thing. Um, but we're super excited. We've gotten a lot of good traction so far, and it's been it's been a joy to work with their team. They've been wonderful, and um, it's a great cause. We're going to get some good supplies and um, help to some some people in need, and uh, you know, help out some of the kids in underserved communities in the greater Seattle area. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, some of the items up for auction include a couple of your gloves, some cleats from guys like Julio and JP, even mm-hmm. a Cal Raleigh bat. Uh, yeah. all of which are autographed of course um what's your favorite thing you've got listed on there i'm curious um i mean they're all great items you know i think i think guys gave what they could and um what they were willing to put up for the auction um 
the gloves of mine were were kind of a little outlandish you know i got some funny looks in the bullpen bringing out some crazy colors and everything but i wanted to make sure that they were game used and authentic and everything like that um so you know it's it's a two-way kind of thing i think it's a win-win you know some of the fans get access to some gear that they might not you know necessarily be able to get their hands on every day it's not like you get to see a cal raleigh sign bat on ebay or craigslist every single day you know so um if i had to pick though i mean cal raleigh's bat's pretty cool i think i would want that hanging on my on my bedroom wall when i was a kid you know especially after the big home run last year and him being my roommate and just really good buddy of mine that's who i get to throw most of my pitches to so um if I was, you know, if I was a younger Penn Murphy, I think I'd want that one. But we got a lot of great stuff. I mean, um, everything is game used. Uh, there's a couple turfs on there. You know, guys aren't necessarily playing in tennis shoes, but everything there, you can see the dirt stains. Um, Cal's bat is crispy, brand new. That's the only one. But, uh, yeah, everything there, my belt even. Um, we tried to scrap together some fun stuff for the, for the fans. So Yeah, I love the green glove. Green glove is sick. The mint glove. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. That's, I like it. That's the one that got some funny looks. Like, dang, Penn, you're, <laughs> you're, really, uh, you're really going for it there, huh? But, yeah, I, I got uh, 44 gloves. You know, they've, they've been on the hands of a lot of pro guys, especially pitchers. Um, they were excellent to work with. They're fantastic. I love the gloves, too. Um, mm. You know, a lot of times pitchers' gloves, it's kind of just – how big can you get away with to hide the ball? And it's, right. you know, we, our job isn't catching the baseball so much, but 44 gloves makes a really, really dang good baseball glove. And um, they got a lot of cool customizable options. So at the beginning of the year, I tried to try to spruce it up a little bit, make it, make it attractive to the, to the fans because I knew that I wanted to run this auction and, and get that going. So all the information for Penn's auction will be in the description of this episode. So please give it a look. We, uh, we'd really appreciate that. So uh, Penn, I, I want to switch gears here and ask you a little bit about you, if that's all right. Um, obviously this year didn't go the way you had hoped. Um, how's the rehab process going and, and more importantly, how are you doing in general? Man, I'm good. I really miss competing. I miss being with the boys. I miss you know, going out and playing for the fans in Seattle. I miss the city. I miss everything about it. Um, obviously, like you said, not the way I wanted it to go, but you know what? I have a, I have a faith that everything happens for a reason and um, I'm right where I need to be in a, in a weird way, but rehab's coming along great. I got a great team down here. Uh, John Walker, Jeff Mathers, you know, our, our PT and our strength coach down here are taking care of me and um, our food staff is killing it i mean we have a lot of good resources down here the mariner the mariners take care of us really well um so i mean i'm i'm making small strides but they're they're strides nonetheless and um today was actually i don't know if uh probably can't tell but today's the first day i got to use my right arm in the weight room so there we go there i'm we go. feeling a little bit on my on my hot horse right now being able to finally do some like 10 pound bicep curls but congratulations man that's awesome daily progressions that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have uh, you know, a goal in mind? I know you're still pretty early on in the process, but do you kind of have a goal in mind uh, for getting back on the bump? I do. I have a, a date circled on my calendar, but I mean, the main thing is health is wealth. And um, I think that more than anything, I just have 
you know, rather than a date circled on my calendar, I have the emphasis being on just being a hundred percent healthy and listening to the people who have, you know, John Walker's done hundreds of these rehabs. So staying present, staying patient and just trying to, you know, we talk about all the time, daily wins and, um, leaning on him, trusting him. He's, he's had a lot of ball players and a lot of people tell him, Hey, John, I'm feeling this, or I'm feeling this. And he has a, a wealth of knowledge in terms of how to adjust, um, when he hears certain things that guys are feeling. So just communicating with him and, and more than anything, like I said, just focusing on, you know, doing it right and coming back with, with full health. Um, you know, there, there, there can be a lot of setbacks and I've talked to a lot of guys who have been through this process and, um, not focusing too far down the road is, is good for the mind and good for the body. You know, you can't, you can't speed walk your way there. So yeah. taking what I, taking care of what I need to on a daily basis and focusing on that is, uh, been my biggest focus. So unfortunately it's been a, you know, rough stretch here as of late for the Mariners, but they're still in the running for the postseason. Um, what are your general thoughts on the club right now? I'm curious. Um, man, I'm just rooting for them. You know, I, I went up there and visited them, uh, for the Dodgers series is, mm. you know, tough, tough series, but, uh, man, we're gritty, you know, and I think that the boys just, you know, we find a way and, uh, you know, we've been in this spot before. And I think that there's an element in that clubhouse where when your back's against the wall, um, you know, we, we come out and I mean, we treat every game like it's the same. I know it's crunch time and it's, you know, game and a half back and, you know, back is against the wall, but I think everyone kind of understands that, but at the same time, they do a really good job of treating the game like the first game of the season and the last game of the season. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, the, ultimately I think all you can do to prepare for the long run, um, 162 game season. And it takes a little bit of the pressure off. It's like, you just got there and have fun and compete. And if every game's the same, you don't have to turn it up a notch or, or, you know, rise to the occasion i think that we just hold ourselves to that high standard and um but i am you know i'm rooting them on there's there's not much i can do um from arizona other than sending all the good vibes i can and and rooting from for them from afar before i let you go let, let's have some fun and do some uh, rapid fire questions sound good hit me all right funniest teammate matt festa um matt festa Ooh. without without question i'm trying to Ooh. think of a, a of a sleeper pick though um i mean we got some we got some good good funny dudes on that on that squad but yeah matt festa um he takes the cake i mean that guy is there you go that guy is hysterical uh filthiest pitch in the mayor's bullpen you can't pick yourself i'm sorry <laughs> i mean matt brash throws some electric yeah. electric stuff up there um i'd say matt brash's slider or andres muñoz fastball mooney's i mean mooney's slider too those two guys whatever's coming out of their hand you know a lot of us wish we had so um yeah that two seamer Bye. that he's been throwing is uh bro pretty, i mean uh, pretty gnarly I just, I just remember when i was hitting you know and like 101 coming in on your thumbs you're not just worried about your hands blowing up but you're worried about fouling it off your foot or your shin and that just i don't miss hitting at all yeah 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 that sounds like a nightmare to face yeah. uh i don't know how anyone makes contact with that um you mentioned earlier you love to play guitar so one song you love to play on the guitar yeah little wing by Jimi hendrix that's that's what got me into playing guitar that equally with comfortably numb david gilmore mm -hmm. solos in that especially the go. second one that's my walkout it was my walkout this year 
Um, but yeah, that's what got me into guitar. Uh, I'd love, I'd love to learn some Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. You know, he played, he played all finger, uh, these three fingers pretty much, but he has such a unique style and, uh, I think he would be worth learning and exploring a little bit. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you one song you wish you, uh, knew how to play slash, you know, want to learn to play on the guitar. Uh, but I guess you already answered that. Yeah, I think, uh, in the gallery by Dire Straits has this solo Mm -hmm. and, Mark Knopfler lets out like a ah when he he hits a little lick and I think he just knew that he was like man I'm in the zone and like they kept it in the recording and everything so yeah that's I'd awesome. say that one all right cool cool uh and finally very very important question here best hair slash facial hair on the Mariners and again you can't say yourself best hair I'm going Luis Castillo ooh that's a good pick because there's there's I'm, some good hair on the ball club. I'm a big fan of the Rastas, um, the dreadlocks, uh, JP as well. Yep. Um, facial hair, you know, it's, it doesn't come out to play often, but when George Kirby gets the mustache, Ooh, the George Kirby stash, it's, it's just a li- it's just, uh, it fits. That's what I'll say. So yeah, I think he should go with it. I think he should go with it. Mm-hmm. Logan keeps on messing around with the goatee, no goatee, goatee. Like he's been doing that a lot this year. Uh, I think he finally settled on nothing. But uh, I don't know. I feel like when the goatee comes out, Walter really comes out, right? Oh like, yeah, well, Walter's Walter's always there. Once you get to know Logan, it's always there. Um, <laughs> Cal, you know, he's got a pretty consistent goatee. I think he's been rocking the beard a little while. Matt Brash, new beard guy. I'm big big matt mm. brash beard fan uh, there you go but yeah george kirby mustache is a special occasion all right all right i like that answer uh pen thank you so much for stopping by really appreciate you uh looking forward to seeing you back on the bump soon um and uh hope everything goes well here with uh with your auction take care man thank you ty i really appreciate it go mariners go ems that's going to do it for our show. Thank you to Penn Murphy for joining us here. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Astros tonight on the Mariners' hometown broadcast of SiriusXM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.